Hey, glad you're with us today. Listen, it's June 16th, just in case you're wondering. It's about 4 o'clock in the afternoon uh, where I am. I've been warm, hot, and, warm, hot, and sunny uh, here in Tylertown, Mississippi. Well, I just want you to know <laughs> everything is still okay. Things are still good. Jesus is still on the throne. God is still in control. While there seems to be some craziness in the world, has that effect, his ability to rule and to reign, to save and forgive. Today, I've, I've been listening, I've, I was doing some bush hogging, you don't care about that, uh, but I was doing some bush hogging, so I listened to the radio, and I was listening to the commentator, and you could tell that he has changed his tune about everything, uh, I think he was always a little progressive or liberal in his thoughts and his act, but today he just, whoa. Just bought into everything that is being said and and um, done by protesters, and I, I I guess looters is getting hard to tell the difference sometimes. And then um, <laughs> as I was sitting here reading my Bible and studying today, uh, I I don't know maybe this has happened to you. It's happened to me during this pandemic. I am getting videos galore. I'm getting. Uh, <laughs> We call them news flashes. If we, you know, we were still thirty years ago, um, I don't know these things. Uh, all these news sites, somebody never heard of. I'm getting all these updates, and um, one of them just sent me one. Another problem. <laughs> There's a warm spot over Siberia, and I thought about it a minute. Okay, they are really hyping it up. I read an article last night where they were. Really, really, you could tell the things they were saying was just not true. It's false. It's just, it's just they were taking and they were taking things I know to be false and putting them as true, trying to trying to influence people to feel a certain way. And and then so today I find that well maybe it's working, but I want to take a step back from all that. I don't want to do. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too much. I just want to be honest, let you know what's happened, what's what's going on in my life, and why why I'm giving you this this word this teaching today. I was um, trying to get things done and really had not prepared to do a, um, a podcast today. I've been trying, as you know, as you've been listening, and uh, more people are. Thank you for that. And I hope you tell others and hope they will too. But anyway, um, I've been trying very hard to, to stay away, uh, keep the number of podcasts down to a reasonable amount each week and and not overdo, and make sure that I have something to say that I believe comes from God uh, on that in that particular podcast, and and so I've cut down. But today, well, I had no plan to make one today. I thought I would tomorrow. Mark two came to mind in light of all that I've been reading and thinking about and hearing on the radio, and I I really want to contrast what I've been hearing and what we find in this passage of scripture. What I've been hearing on the on the radio, and I can't say TV. We don't have TV up here in the country. <coughs> Satellite's a little too expensive, so uh, so we don't have broadcast TV. We watch DVDs and things. The choice we made. Uh, when you live on a fixed income, I've heard this for years. You know, you have to make your choices. Well, we live on a fixed income. And that's one of our choices. But anyway, so I can't say much about TV or television or, or current news shows or things. But uh, I do read a lot of news and get a lot of news and. I would say that a lot of people have changed, and they're changing the way that we view the flag. I was listening today to a radio program, as I said, 
And uh, man, this guy was supposed well, there never again should anyone question people kneeling for the flag. They, they've given it a new definition. I don't, I don't believe it takes a new definition, but that's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. Anyway, they were, uh, they were just how everything's changed and how everything is different. And more or less to say, we have to get with the program. Well, I will make corrections that I need to make, but there's some things I believe in. I believe in this country. And I, I believe when you when you kneel at the, the the national anthem, it is a disrespect to the flag and the country, and the flag represents the country. I don't know anybody says that the the nation is perfect and it's got people in it never be perfect, but we are, I believe, from the best I can understand, the best country there is. We made mistakes and are making mistakes, but hopefully we're making some of those right. The thing that caused the riot, and this would be so good if this had not happened. Um, when George Floyd was killed, people were just upset, unhappy. Sadly, people glommed onto it and it caused all this destruction and the message has been lost. And I believe they hurt their cause. I think there had been more good done, there had been more great things accomplished if they would just listen to what people were saying. But the Nerdy Wells, and many of them are, I'm not talking about protesters who really felt they should protest what happened. I just wish they would have thought. Because so many things are being glommed on to, so many things are being, you know, being done, you just forget. Well, let me let me get back to, to where I want to go. So with all that in the, in the backdrop, what's been happening, God laid upon my heart Mark chapter 2. Now, I have to, in true confession, honestly, I was thinking about tomorrow, I've got, I'm going to teach a Bible lesson in South Carolina Baptist Church, and, and I was trying to think about what I should teach. But I really had not gotten, gotten anything, uh, gotten anywhere till, till after all this today. And the, with that last, the, the war spot in Siberia, look, I'm not, I'm not mocking the environmentalist or uh, the, client, the climate change people, and they're trying to grab a hold of everything. What I'm saying is, we need to make sure that as believers that we don't run into the panic mode, that we run into the help mode. And that's what happened here in Mark chapter 2. I want to I read the scripture to you. There's 12 verses there. I hope you have your copy of God's Word or your word that you can get it. If you're listening, driving, you know, in the car, which is more times than not what I would probably be doing, I hope that um, you will find your copy of God's Word when you get whatever you're going and uh, take it out and read those 12 verses. And hopefully I will give you a spin today that fits what I've talked about. <laughs> and if not, dspreacherman at gmail.com. dspreacherman at gmail.com. Send me a text or send me an email. dspreacherman at gmail.com. Say, Brother Danny, you sure missed the mark today. <laughs> and, and, and say, ooh, well, maybe I'll miss it. I hope I don't miss it. I hope I get it right. But I think we need to remember what these four guys did. In light of what people are doing today. When he returned to Capernaum, Mark chapter 2, verse 1, and returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was, at, he was at home. And many were gathered together, so there was no room for them, not even at the door. And he's preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, uh, why, why does this man speak like that? He is a blaspheming. 
Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, perceiving in the spirit what they questioned within themselves, said to them, Why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say uh, to the paralytic, uh, Your sins are forgiven, or say, Rise, take your bed, and walk. But that you may know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. He rose immediately and picked up his bed and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. Well, the truth is, when Jesus said, Which is easier to say, they're both, the <laughs> one's not harder to say than the other. But what happens is, if you say your sins are forgiven, that's, you, you can't, you don't really know, unless you believe in the one who has given the word about forgiveness. Jesus had, and we know that that man was forgiven. And if you say, pick up your bed and walk, and he doesn't, then people know you're phony. He said, pick up your bed and walk, and the man did, not phony. And so Jesus, as he used this moment to teach, he taught how important it is that we have faith. Now, obviously, this man had faith. That's made clear. He picked up his bed and walked. But the Bible clearly says that when Jesus saw their faith, they did have faith. They brought him and he couldn't. They couldn't get him in, and so they went up to the roof and they 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 took the roof apart. Now, uh, for those who don't know, for those who have forgotten, or those who had thought about, it, or those who wondered, my gosh, what were they doing? They could patch that roof pretty easily, mud roof, mud, uh, a dirt roof, mud roof, whatever. It wasn't like they went and you know got saws and drills and things like that, but they could fix it. How big a hole they put in the roof? I don't know. I, I, uh, I, men were not as tall back then. Did they, you know, so whether they laid him parallel with the ground or horizontal and laid him in that way, I don't know. I can't imagine that they they stood up his cot and laid him down that way until he went through the hole. But either way, whether it was a big hole that he went, you know, laying on his back the whole way or it was in so an upright position as he went down, they tore up, they tore off what they needed. They got what they needed and so they used it. There are four guys here. I often thought about, you know, gosh, how how much more help they could have used. They had to, they had to get this guy off the roof. They had to, you know, hold him, you know, secure him with ropes and everything else. I don't know if other people watched, if other people knew, or if they were surprised. Uh, years ago, years ago, years ago, years ago, a long time ago, and I said say it like that because I'm horrible with time. But a long time ago, I preached a sermon on this passage of scripture, and I tried to describe what it was like to be sitting in the house listening to Jesus preach, because that's what they were doing, and kind of being oblivious to the, anyone else in the house. Uh, in fact, those who sit up front probably had no clue there was no room for anybody else in. I don't know that things would have been different had they looked around. Uh, but when they couldn't get in the back, they did the guys who had the man on the cot. Uh, they would did something else. But the people up front who listened to Jesus, their, their attention is focused on Jesus. And I, I remember that sermon. I don't remember a lot of sermons. Uh, for a lot of different reasons, I don't re-preach them, and so I don't, I don't, I don't remember. My mind's not as good as a lot of preachers. A lot of preachers can tell you sermons they preached thirty years ago. I can't do that. Uh, God, I've always operated on God gives me word for that day, and uh, I pray that He'll do that for tomorrow night, and I pray He'll do that uh, for Sunday. That's the way I operate. I always have. But anyway, on that particular day, I preached on this passage, and I remember describing what it must have felt like when the first bits of dirt or dust begin to kind of flutter down from the roof. Not unusual, I suppose, in a in a place with a thatched or a dirt roof. Maybe there were some straw people have given all kinds of ideas, but was on the 
roof, but eventually, at some point, the first thing that happened, maybe even perhaps anybody, before anybody even knew or noticed, was debris began to kind of float through the air. And maybe people kind of dusted it off or, or looked at their neighbor, didn't feel it, and saw stuff falling in their neighbor's hair and was getting to wonder, what in the world? But after a while, it became clear that somebody was putting a hole in the roof. Those four guys, and I've, listen, I've heard sermons on this, you know, uh, I've heard a guy, you know, there was the, you know, a man named Faith, a man named Hope, a man named Love, a man named Power, Peace, and, you know, people have done all kinds of things, and I'm not saying that's wrong, as far as I know, this is Bob, Bill, uh, Jack, and Joe, I, I don't know, but I do know this, these four guys, they didn't caught up in what, they didn't get caught up with the world thought. Now, I'm sure if if they had said, listen, we brought our friend, we can't get in, what do we do? They asked the crowd to gather, well, just sit back here with us, don't worry about it, don't try to get in close, no big deal. You tried, you'll get credit for that, maybe next time come earlier, but all that. I I doubt very seriously, maybe you would have done that. Hey, by the way, if you'd done that, email me and say, Brother Danny, I cannot believe you didn't say you would have done that right away. I know if I'd been there, my friend couldn't get there, I would have tore the roof out. Okay, send me a note. I'll I'll remember that next time I need somebody to teach on this. I'll call you. He goes, I don't know what I would have done. Don't know that I would have thought of it. I'm not saying it was a great idea. I mean, but who would have thought of that? I don't, you know, you normally don't think of destroying something to bring someone to Jesus. But in a way, we do that. In a way, we destroy the life, the past. We take it away, wash it away, the sins that we're committing. Anyway. So these four guys decide to do what, as far as I know, the whole time has ever been done. Now, if, you, if you've heard other people have done it, heard stories, okay, send me that too. I, I love information. But as far as I know, I, and I do know this, as far as, as far as I know in the Bible, is the only time it was done. And they decide to do what they needed to do to get this man to Jesus. Well, they had to get some things. They had to get some rope. Uh, or, or something, sheets, linen cloth, or something to tie them into the cot. Uh, they had to get some type of tool or tools to put a hole in the roof. And then they had to have rope, enough rope to put on the handle of the cot, four handles. I don't know if you're dropping the cot eight feet. You need a little extra rope, so we're talking, what, 40 feet of rope maybe? twine, whatever they did, had to be strong. But they got what they needed to do the task they'd been called to do. They felt led to do anyway. Might be a way that they would have said, we felt led to do this, I'm sure. I'm sure that somebody went up the roof, what are y'all doing? And I'm sure they said, well, we felt like we should help our friend get to Jesus. Friend, I, I gotta be honest with you. When I look at these guys, four men that is mentioned here and I think about them and I think about our world and what's happening to our world I'd rather be like these four guys I'd rather be one of those guys I'd, I hope that people would say hey you know Danny Smith he's one of those guys that finds a way to try to get accomplished what God wants him to accomplish and to do that I hope people would say you know I think if Brother Danny had been there he'd help put a hole in the roof he'd help drop that cot down I have a feeling, though, <laughs> I might try to push my way through the crowd to get the guy through. I'm not thinking about that. But 
I hope that I would have done something to help this man come to Jesus. I hope that you're doing something to help people come to Jesus. Our study today doesn't, doesn't have six points or 12 points or four points. I'm, I, I've given, you know, kind of laughed about the names of these guys. I don't know what their names were. I don't, I, you know, they were, they were nameless. And I, they're just some lessons that I, that some things that I've learned from this passage I want to share with you. And look, <clears throat> if, you, if you can add, <laughs> if you can add to the lessons I share today, Send them as well. Yes, this is a day I'm inviting you to send things to me. (laughs) But there are some lessons. Number one, they had a compassion. They went beyond the crowd. What do you mean? Well, I mean, the crowd was in front of the man when they first went to the door. And their compassion went beyond that. Most people would have probably just drifted in, stood with the crowd and mixed in. They didn't do that. They had a compassion. A compassion that led them to do what most people would have never thought to do. I hope you and I have a compassion. Well, I don't agree with a lot of things that are being said today or going on today. And I, while I understand a lot of it's being done for a different reason, this pandemic and things, I have a compassion on people who have, well, lost a sense of hope, a sense of faith. Have a compassion on people who want to know what this means and what it could mean. Those four guys had compassion and extended not only to their friend but to others. Those guys had faith. It was a great faith. It was a faith that you don't find a lot of. Uh, it is a faith that you can't explain, you can't describe, and you can't detail. But you just have to experience it, have it, and act in it, and live in it. They had great faith. I mean, they had faith. Uh, I would have been fearful that I would have dropped them in. I told you a while ago they had to have at least 40 feet of rope. Well, they also had to confine that man to the bed. I mean, they had to strap him in. I don't think they had seat belts on their cots back then. <laughs> and, and so they had to do the right thing there. They had to take all precautions in getting there. So they had great faith that it would happen. It was faith and compassion together, but it was also love. You know, this is probably, and I'm not sure about this because I haven't, you know, pulled up a thousand sermons, but this is probably one of the things that every preacher just about would probably preach on when he reads a story about their love. But I think they had love. I think they loved their friend. Now, I don't know how long they've known this guy. Were they high school classmates? Were they fishing buddies? Were they neighbors? I'm, I'm in a church right now, preaching in a church as an interim pastor. Uh, I sure hope they let us stay a while, but I have <laughs> a feeling one day they're going to look and say, you know what, we've got a new pastor, a real pastor, you can go on. But one of the things that, that I have found in this church, there are some people in this church that are neighbors, and they are good friends, and they they do things together, and they get together, and and I've found that the they aren't neighbors because they're just next door to one another. Their neighbors because they know and care for and have met one another go to church together and and they do things together and they work for the lord together it's been a blessing to meet these guys a little different than what we often find um a little different in what we often see but there are guys who love the lord and love their families and love their neighbors love their church and will do things well sometimes i'll even do it without being asked that's what these guys, I don't, I don't believe these guys did this because they were asked to do it. I don't. I don't like this man said, hey, will you let me down? 
Will you, will you put me down in front of Jesus? Would you get a rope, ropes? I just think they had that compassion, that faith, and that love. Well, there's one other thing these guys had, and I know it's getting about time, and you're going to quit listening in a moment. But these guys, well, they had an understanding. Now, I don't know that anybody's ever said this about this passage, and maybe a lot of people have, but I don't know that anybody has. I hope this is new to me, and therefore new to you. But they had an understanding. They had an understanding if they would just get their friend in front of Jesus, Jesus would take care of everything else. They had an understanding that they did their part, Jesus would do his. And they had an understanding, somehow this guy, this paralytic, who's not named either, five guys, no names, they had an understanding that if he heard the voice of Jesus, he would do what Jesus said. Well, faith, hope, love, understanding, compassion, all those things played in together. They got this man to Jesus. And then they were right. When Jesus looked at that man because of their faith, realizing that he also had faith, said, son, your sins are forgiven. Take up your bed and walk. And he did. Today, right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I pray that you've heard those words. Son, daughter, dear one, your sins are forgiven. Pick up your bed and walk. No, just move on. Don't, don't just stay. Stay the same. Don't, don't hang on to the past. Get up and do something. I have a feeling tomorrow when I turn my radio back on and listen to uh, these internet radio stations, they'll be the same. They'll kind of have this, you know, we got to, you know, we got to change. We're, you know, and I'll probably have the same feeling, but hopefully I'll look at it different and understand that it's not change that we need. It's faith we must have. It's not change that we need. It's compassion that we must act with. It's not change that will help. It is an understanding that God can take care of it. So whatever it is today in your life, wherever you've been, I hope today that these few moments in Mark chapter 2 have made a difference. They've blessed you. I've asked you for a lot today, but let me ask you one other thing. If you enjoyed this lesson or if it meant anything to you, if you just felt the presence of God or whatever it would be, let us know at dspreacherman.gmail.com. Or message the uh, ministry Facebook page, DK Ministries, and just say, hey, you know, today was good. Just just like to hear from you. Now listen, if you listen to these podcasts on uh, a place that does podcasts, thank you for that. There are a lot of places that do them, and uh, we're not everywhere. I don't know exactly everything works, but we, uh, we record ours on Anchor, and a number of folks, 10 or 12, I think, last count, have picked them up and are... And are, are um, Make them, I've made them available, DK Ministries, Danny Smith. Um, I have no clue. I know that I've got some friends, I've told you this, but I to listen on Spotify, and they do that, and I do that uh, from time to time. Now, often I'll listen on Anchor if I want to go back and check it out and see how bad it was. <laughs> I, 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 while I post them on Facebook, I listen on, on Anchor because on my particular Facebook, I don't know if it has to do with our ability up here or not but i don't understand all the text stuff sometimes it had trouble hearing the whole message and it would cut off so uh using the podcast has helped me there now i would give the list of the podcast people that have done this but 
I, I, I've lost track of that now. Like I said, it's 10 or 12, maybe more than that. I look it up where you look at podcasts now. I'll also say this. I, while I don't uh, know a lot of the places that aren't that familiar with them, I don't know the places that <clears throat> have picked them up. They're necessarily the big, the big boys. They're not, probably. And maybe one reason they picked it up, they're starting. I don't know. But other than Spotify, which I heard somebody talking about this morning about their podcast is on Spotify, and uh, they have a big one. And so, uh, so there are some big people there, and you have to, you know, you you're there. But you can you can always click on the Facebook page and listen to these things for free. God bless you. We love you. We we hope to talk to you soon. I hope that this has been something to you. Let us know. We'll talk to you later.